Hello, this is Father Rob Lord, and you're listening to From Silence, Something to Say, a podcast dedicated to finding the wisdom that we need to lead a more flourishing life in God. This is episode number eight. It's a joy to be back with you on the podcast. And today I want to address a subject that I believe is so central and core to flourishing in life, and that has to do with choosing integrity over the dividedness of our human hearts. Choosing integrity. That's no easy task. And whether you're 40, 50, 60, 80, it's a lifelong process, and it's so essential to flourishing in life. It's been called the task within the task. Father Richard Rohr speaks so powerfully in his book, Falling Upward, about the two halves of life. Models of human development suggest that there are these two major tasks for each human life. The first task is to build a strong container or a strong identity. And the second is to find the contents of that container, what it was really meant to hold. So the first task, obviously, we take for granted even as the very purpose of life. But it takes much longer to discover the task within the task or the call within the call. It's what are we really doing when we are doing what we are doing. In other words, where does it come from? Where does it flow? It's when we begin to pay attention and to seek integrity precisely in the task within the task that we begin to move into the second half of our lives. Richard Rohr says integrity largely has to do with purifying our intentions and being honest about our motives. It's hard work, and most of us don't want to pay attention to that inner task until we've had some kind of fall or failure or brokenness in our outer tasks. While I think this is important for every one of us, my own experience comes out of my vocation in ministry as an Episcopal priest. Pete Scazzaro says in his book, The Emotionally Healthy Church, that leadership in the church can do violence to your soul. The reason for that is that we are failing to accomplish the task within the task because work for God that isn't nourished by a deep interior life with God attending to the reality of the presence of God will eventually become contaminated and all kinds of of hidden unconscious motivations, the shadow begin to emerge and project themselves onto the ego needs and drives within us that we are perhaps not even aware of. I remember so well a good friend and member of my staff when I was serving back in uh, the 1990s, early 2000s. One day stopped me in the hallway and said, Rob, when are you going to pay attention to your shadow? And I thought, shadow? What's that? Again, illustrating the fact that I simply had not moved into this dimension of understanding what integrity really, really means. It happens to all of us, and I think it especially happens in helping professions, and it certainly happens in the vocation of clergy. 
That is to say that when our vibrant psychological reality of being rooted and grounded in our belovedness, in other words, the core constituent of our identity is that we are truly beloved, not because of what we do, not because of what others say, not because what we have, but simply that we are loved deeply and profoundly. When we lose touch with that or don't have it in our experience, the joy of serving God begins to dissipate and we begin to attach ourselves in such adaptive ways towards our performance and into accomplishing the expectations of others so that our validation is much more external. And when that happens, we begin to be in serious trouble and our integrity is broken. There's a deep dividedness, a big gap between who we are on the outside and who we are on the inside. In other words, behind the curtain, there is a totally different reality. So for us to go beneath uh, the iceberg, deep down to where the majority of our inner life lies, we need to slow down to lead with integrity. Pete Scazzaro, I think very helpfully, reveals four areas in which we need to slow down our lives, to pay attention, to attend to, in order to experience integrity. Four arenas, if you will, of everyone's life where there needs to be a greater attention and intention towards integrity. Those four are these, cultivating integrity with God, cultivating integrity with yourself, cultivating integrity in your marriage or in your singleness, and finally, cultivating integrity in your leadership. So I want to do four podcasts, and I want to begin today with cultivating and deepening our integrity in our relationship with God. And then over the series of weeks, I want to cover those three other areas of integrity with ourselves, integrity in our marriage or singleness, and integrity in our leadership. So let's begin with choosing and cultivating integrity in our relationship with God. The idea here is that when our life with God is not sufficient to sustain our work for God, then we will struggle with our integrity. To live congruently with God, to live with integrity with God, for that to happen, we need both silence and solitude and genuine community. Solitude enables our souls to be discovered, to emerge, to come out, to show up, that I can begin to reflect on what's really happening deep down within me. The contemplative path of silence, stillness, and solitude is absolutely essential for integrity because it's in that discipline, in that place, that we can see what's really going on. Here's a definition that Pete Scazzaro gives about the emotionally unhealthy leader. The emotionally unhealthy leader is someone who operates in a continuous state of emotional and spiritual deficit, lacking emotional maturity and a being with God sufficient to sustain their doing for God. Being with God in order that we can do for God. Remember that Jesus said that our efforts are worth nothing unless they flow out of a relationship of loving union with him in John 15:5. In other words, although what we do matters, who we are 
matters so much more. That's what we're doing in contemplative practices like centering prayer or solitude or stillness, slowing down our life, using periods of time in our day to return to loving union with God. Loving union is allowing God to have full access to your life, every dimension of your life. That's what it means, loving union. That's why Jesus said, remain in me, make your home in me. I was recently watching a documentary on the remarkable life and ministry of Jean Vanier, a layperson who gave his life to following Jesus among the intellectually and physically handicapped, and he formed a a worldwide ministry called La Arche, the Ark, and these communities of love and care for those that society would just simply throw into a trash can, really, if they could. And the remarkable ministry that he had of helping people to discover their beauty, the immense love that they had from Jesus. And he speaks about the need for silence in his own life. And he said, so many people today don't take the time to listen for the voice of Jesus who calls us the beloved. There's that wonderful passage in Revelations 3, verse 20, where Jesus is knocking at the door. Jesus is waiting for us to answer his call. And he says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with them and they will eat with me. In other words, communion, loving union. But we're so busy. We're so distracted, we're so entangled and enmeshed that we don't even know that someone is knocking at the door of our heart because that is what it really means to have integrity in our relationship with God, that we have an intentional, open, loving union with this God who loves us so infinitely. And so the question that we must wrestle with is this. In what ways does my current pace of life and leadership enhance or diminish my ability to allow God's will and presence full scope in my life? In John 15, that beautiful passage of the vine and the branches, Jesus promises that if we slow down for loving union with him, we will bear much fruit. That is the image of flourishing, abundant flourishing, will emerge within us as we have a deep, sustaining relationship with him. But when we refuse to slow down for loving union, the consequences will be significant in our life, in our ministry, in our relationships, and the impact could last for years. You simply cannot do God's work your way without paying a steep price. So here again, let me quote Pete Scazzaro on his definition of integrity. Consider this definition. Integrity is when who I am on stage is the same as who I am backstage. It is when there is no separation between what is going on inside of me and what I am expressing outside of me. There's no separation of my inner and outer life. I hope these reflections have been helpful to you. 
It's really a choice that we have to make every day, that choice to no longer live divided lives, the choice for integrity, the choice to live in truth and freedom to be who we really are. Because you see, that's what the grace of God is all about, leading us to a deeper appreciation and expression of our truest selves in Christ-likeness and the ability to be free to who we are in God. And that takes slowing down intentionally. And I want to recommend to you the work of Pete Scazzaro and Jerry Scazzaro. They've done remarkable work on this. Uh, his book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader, has a chapter about slowing down for loving union with God, which is worth the price of the book as far as I'm concerned. But I do hope you'll recognize the importance of this. Look, it's a lifelong journey. None of us ever comes to a place where we are living with 100% integrity. But we can certainly move the needle and strive and aim higher to live a more congruent life and a less divided life that who we are on the inside is expressed in our outer interactions with all of life. Thanks for listening. I look forward to sharing with you three more podcasts on this subject of choosing integrity over dividedness. Next podcast coming up will be on choosing integrity with yourself. Love to all my friends and remember, I'm with you always on the journey.